All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. Uh, sorry, missed the show last week. Absolute shit fight and moving houses and we were all a bit all over the shop last week. And uh, look, it was a bit sad seeing Nature Strip lose, but news out today that he will be backing up for a fourth straight TJ, which will be exciting. Uh, there's a lot of chat around saying that he doesn't have to prove anything and he's time to, you know, he could retire, but, you know... Let's see if he can do four straight. That'd be really cool. All right, off the top, uh, if you are interested in footy tipping, uh, we had pretty good numbers last year. Everyone's sort of backing up again. So if you're interested, it's 50 bucks. We do it all through the app and it's pretty good. So if you like your NRL, do that. Also, I did put out a little feeler a couple of weeks back about a racing tipping sort of thing. Uh, to be honest, I didn't expect so many people to say yes. Uh, it was a bit overwhelming, so not sure that I could keep up with all the admin doing that. So I'm probably going to come up with something else, maybe for one of the uh, maybe Queen Elizabeth Stakes Day. We might try and do a little tipping comp then, uh, win a take all sort of thing, or have her a fake 500 bucks to spend on the day and cap it at sort of 50 people or whatever, because at the moment there was a couple of hundred people that were interested in doing that, and I probably can't keep up with the all-admin solo. So this week there's a couple of Group 1s happening, Sydney and Melbourne. We're going to be see the likes of Animo back, uh, and then we also got the Blue Diamond there. Uh, it's good, it's exciting times. This is what we've been waiting for. It's autumn Time for the carnival, and it's time to find some more winners. Going to get the boys on to have a chat and uh, find them, find some cracker ones. All right, let's get them on. Oh, sensational intro, Zach. I'm pumped for a massive week of racing. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, you, that is, yeah I, I thought it was one of your best, actually. Um, mate, uh, Group 1 Sydney and then Sandown. Oh, oh, man, I'm so pumped. I'm still not back at work until next uh, Monday, but just doing a bit of form today. I, I'm really pumped. Some some crackers and that Sydney card. The, the whole um, the whole card's actually really good. So um, going to enjoy my last Saturday off in a while. So um, just park up at a pub, I think, and just unleash. Speaking of parked up at a pub, I think that's exactly what you are doing right now, Coey. I'm pretty textbooked, and I've got my own spot in the car park. So you know, it's just how we roll. What are you, Thursday night. What are you doing, mate? You pumped for this weekend? Would you um, would you make last week of the old strip getting rolled, and then them saying that it's going to still go around for a fourth straight? Oh, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, if I was the connections, the horse absolutely owes nothing to them, right? So, it, I think well, the problem is that there is no really lead up weight for age races. That's kind of twelve hundred meters. And that makes it really tricky for placing Nature Strip. That's why he's going to probably have probably another trial in between, probably a month between runs, and then go straight into the TJ. And because otherwise, if he was running in a handicap race like the Challenge or the New Market or those those the like, I think it'd be carrying like sixty four kilos or something like that, something stupid anyway. So uh, I think it'd be the last roll of the dice, so to speak. But it's it's bizarre because he's still you know third elect in the TJ I think at six bucks thereabouts and then he's still equal favourites in the Everest so you know like not many people have actually ridden him off especially the bookmakers so I think I think the champion sprinter can bounce back I think it is just one of those things that you know maybe a thousand was too sharp and it's you have to remember it's a I think it's a nine year old now he's eight and. Is he eight? Yeah. So, you know, he's still, he's a very seasoned campaigner to say the least. And um, maybe AG is starting to get to him and he just takes him to just wind up a little bit longer and, you know, so forth. So, I don't know. Apparently, according to the camp, 
the horse is rock hard fit. James is very happy. Chris is very happy after inspecting him returning to Rose Hill the other day. So also I'd say that will suggest to me that he's going to be red hot rock hard fit come TJ. And you know what? Like we might actually get overs on him for a change. So who the hell knows? You're getting six bucks equal with Giga Kick. Uh, in secret, he's actually the fave in the TJ at five. So it's not often you're getting six bucks for Nature Strip. So... Uh, it'll be a good watch. Uh, I'll be watching a lot more racing in Newport now that I am next door to the arms, or for anyone that doesn't know it, the Newport. Uh, I have been there, I think, five out of six days so far, so I've already got my own seat in the tab. Uh, Tommy, what's the story? You all, what do you, you got anything like your main focus on this weekend, your favourite group race, a horse you particularly want to see? Animo go around? Yeah, I, I just think um, there's we've got some good favourites at um, at Branwick in the two Godolphin horses, but um, we've seen some other horses around it, especially um, Zugotia coming back and a bit of different form. So we really see um, some different form lines come together, and if those horses can step up, and it's also that that fourteen hundred as well. You see the sprinters and the milers sort of meet right in the middle. So you always get those um, oh, those two different form lines as well and who, who can really run out, who you're looking on to run to a mile the next start and and really who you're going to back this carnival. So I like those sort of races. And even in Melbourne, um, that Oakley played to Cracker. Uh, seeing where Cohen, but I think the big thing is seeing some new sprinters come in in um like I wish I win was oh, unreal, but it, yeah, yeah, it'll go up to fifteen. Um, and it can, it's a freak. It can do it over a few distances. So seeing it, I thought Bella Nipatina was an eye catcher as well, and it sets up a big new market and even a big TJ coming up as well. So, um, mate, I just just seen some really good horses um return. Uh, we'll go through it soon, but yeah, there's some there's some great ones kicking off and where we get to by the end of it. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we've got to make note of Zaki not running. Uh, Annabelle put out a little release this afternoon. Would like to advise Zaki is not running in the Canterbury Stakes as planned, which is pretty brutal because Tom and I were on it overs. As soon as we backed it, it goes into favourite. But what's new? Uh, physically, he is very he's sound and healthy, but we feel his recent trial and gallops have not been satisfactory. So don't know what he's doing. He's off to the paddock for a real freshen up before they figure out what's going on with him. But uh, that's a bit that's a bit sad. So I assume probably not all-star mile as well um but yeah the, at this time there is plenty of juice in the futures markets especially with some bookies with the pre market and futures insurance especially sports but so if you like horses and you think they're going to be running somewhere else have a crack and if they don't run money back so anyway um also just a bit of bit of news as well huey there's a bit of talk huey might not make it back to sydney he has been all cleared for his sydney trip um he will um fulfill all engagements as well. I'm just reading there was a bit of um bit of doubt if he could make it in time, I think, with flights changing and I think um Chartin got abandoned last night or something happened there as well. So um make he'll make all of his rides as well, including riding in secret. So good to see Huey back after carving. I think he rode last Sunday the last three winners and including one at thirty to one. So um Huey in form J-Mac not informed, but this is his time to shine. So, um, yeah, the big jockey's coming to town, Tennessee. Well, Huey, if he, if he wins Hugh. one more, he's hitting over 100, isn't he, group ones? 
100 Australian. Uh, in Australia, yeah. 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 Well, that's even that's even better, I think. But still, he'd be the third third jockey to do so in Australia. Yeah. Who are the others? Oliver. I think George, George Moore and Oliver, I believe. That's a pretty good, pretty good effort. All right, that's let's a pretty yeah. Let's do it. Let's get into let's get into Ramwick, and then after that, we'll have a look at the quaddy legs at Melbourne. We won't be doing the first six or five, or whatever it is, because we just won't. Uh, Dalat going around favorite Dylan Gibbons, Nathan Doyle. This is the midway first up too. Great way to kick things off. Eleven hundred meters. Uh, Dalat had a good win at Rose Hill last start. Had a trial since. Then we go straight to six bucks for Espresso Mabel Procrastinator. No jock there at the moment. Zach Lloyd aboard Mabel. Zach Lloyd came out and were at a treble. Pretty much his first meeting back, so he's doing well. Mayrose is there, Bartoselli, a bunch of others at odds. Nothing really being backed at odds either, but looks like Dalat, Tommy, Dylan's on, claiming two of the best, barrier three, already come in, 60, 70 cents or so. Yeah, I think um, I think he was down to sell it um, on Inglis as well through the week, and he didn't meet the reserve, so he continues to run here. Um Espresso, good run behind Mabel last up. I'm going to stick with Mabel. I know um, I know a lot of its wins come at the 1,000, and we're stepping up here to the 1,100, and often um, often those 1,000-meter runners do struggle here. But I really like to book into Zach Lloyd with Collett injured, um, claiming those two, and just he he's in peak form. He's just riding with so much confidence at the moment. And the way Mabel run, I thought um, Tracy's definitely – prepared uh, this horse pretty well. Um, so uh, I, I know it seems only an extra 100, but um, a lot of 1,000 to 1,100 horses just always struggle, and Mabel is one of them. Um, likewise, depth that varies as well. So I normally – I talked depth that varies up, but it was really disappointing a couple of weeks ago when it ran, but I'll, I'll go with Mabel here. Coey, same boat? Um, actually, with Expresso, I just think um... – I think there is, this is a wide open market, by the way. Like I think there's plenty of horses that are at the overs. I think Dalalat is under under the price. I know his uh, win last start was really nice, and it'll help with Dylan's uh, claim on Saturday. And shout out to Dylan because he's getting two Group One rides on Saturday. Uh, one on board Montefilia, I think, which he's picked up because unfortunately Jason Collett broke his foot. But otherwise, you know, like that's enormous for someone that's still a two kilo claimer in town. So good luck to him. Um, but yeah, I've gone Espresso. I think just the form lines, he's drawn well enough. I'm not too familiar with this French jockey. It's just about to honest. ask you. I was about to ask you who is the jockey. Benoit Delsayet. Uh, I'm not very familiar with him. Um, so I, I couldn't actually give you props on, you know, I can't steer you if he's great or, you know, thereabouts anyway. But yeah. um, good luck to him. He's obviously, I'm guessing he's riding for Nathan. Or thereabouts up in Newcastle is they're coming down together. I'm guessing. No, and no. Um, there was a story behind it, Coe. I can't remember. Is he down uh, here? The, the exact. Tra- I think he was down here, and I do remember someone talking him up big time as well. So, um, uh, a lot of people saying he is he's the real deal as well. So, I love um, that. I'll have to. I'll look into it. Hopefully, get me an answer soon. Lovely. Yeah, well, yeah, I've, I've just literally Googled him and there was an article last year. Um, people think I'm going to be the next Frankie, Frankie Dettori. So, yeah, good luck to him. Like, he's definitely getting the accolades over there in the UK and he's come, come down under. So, good luck to him. Um, but as for Espresso, he'll get the one and a half claims with Benoit on board. And then I think that 
thousand meter midway that he ran last start it was a little bit short, which Mabel won on that occasion. I think it was a little bit touch short for him. Barrier six is nice, and you have going two starts back. He ran in a seventy-eight for the boys against behind Kalino. Yes, he was seventh, and yes, he was about three and a bit lengths behind. But Kalino form is, I think, a pretty solid format to follow through because. Uh, on Saturday, Kalino's going to be riding in an 88, and I think he's close to a favourite later in the card uh, with J-Mac on board. So all things considered, I think he will posse up nicely from Barrier 6. He'll probably get cover, two back, one out, hopefully thereabouts anyway. And as it is, I mean, it's 1,100, so you can imagine there's a bit, fair bit of speed. The likes of Flower Press from the low draw, Bartoselli will go forward, Procrastinator, Prince Invincible only knows one way. Um, so I reckon it could settle relatively close to the, the forward position with cover. And I think at the moment I've got the track going as a good four, soft five. We don't know what this weather is going to do. The Sydney weather's gone unpredictable again, unfortunately. Mm. And the last 48 hours, we've copped a bit of rain, but a lot of it has somehow missed Randwick. So they're currently sitting on a six, I think. And... As long as it's a six, the next two days, so 48 hours, are meant to be hot and dry. So I think it will reach a soft five, good four, and then improvements on the day. So with that considered, I think Espresso will be a great chance handling the – he's best on top of the ground. So Espresso for me. Um, also, just reading about Benoit, he, um, he was a champion apprentice at Ascot. He's, I'm pretty sure he's at O'Shea's, but he was the first apprentice – uh, that John Gosden has taken on for thirty years, and he's only he's only nineteen or twenty. So, um, yeah, I think he's got a a bit to him here. So, yeah, good to see him down under. Okay. Definitely. All right, we got the highway coming up, and it's a thousand meters, and you have a dollar eighty favorite. Uh, you're a brave man if you want to take a dollar eighty in a highway. Uh, but Timmy Clark aboard. Uh, it's coming off uh, a couple of wins too. So undefeated. Iron Will is there out wide for J-Mac and Tash Burley at 420. The Dark Prince is back from WA. He is riding as well for Paul Massara. It's 850, that sumptuary. Debrussi, look, I don't have a whole lot to say about this, Tommy, but are you uh, a balls enough or bigger balls enough to take a dollar eighty in a highway? Yeah, I think with this horse I am. I think it's a lot of talent. Scott Collins got a good one here, and I think... Um, I think a dollar eighty is okay for this because I, I think the form drops away a bit. It'll be interesting to see where some tour he is after a debut win and Masara thinking enough to bring to town. He doesn't he doesn't do it with the ones he doesn't think can win. So interesting with the Arrowfield runner, but um, no, I think Margo Magic's the bet here. It is short, but um, I think cut and dry. What about you, Kay? No, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think it's quite a weak highway. Usually, you know, you get bigger fields and everything else. We've only got 14 acceptances, so to speak, which is quite rare, I think. Um, TC booked on a, a leader horse. I think there's a lot of intent in that. You watch its latest trial, or even the two back at Kembla. It's, well, I mean, what's its average win? I know it's a trial, but its average win will be about five lengths in the trial. So um, it's quite a fast horse. 1,000 metre looks to suit. Um, tick, tick, tick. I think there is... It'd be interesting who decides to kick up inside it. Uh, I guess Sumptuary might be one of the likes that do step a bit more forward, utilising that low draw, but Mogo Magic has been quick out of the the barriers, so I have to assume, in yeah. both its career starts, it's led 
had a short quote as favourite and won. So I don't think the tactics are going to change, especially from barrier 10 anyway. It's going to at least sit outside leader is kind of how I map it. Iron Will will come across as well, but I do have fear that it might get trapped a little bit wide, possibly outside Mogo Magic, and that does worry me because I think it is the value horse because it's come out of two highways and even a Warwick Farm race three starts back. But yeah, the the draw's not ideal, especially outside of Mogo Magic. So it's it's hard to look past the favourite here. All right, we've got the Skyline next. 1,200 metres, Shinzo is a fave. J-Mac and Walla, $2.90, in from a little bit, 3.20 or so. Bases loaded. Uh, Timmy Clark's riding for Gay at sevens. We've got Corniche, uh, Brenton, $8.50. Gumbare, uh, I think I remember this horse going around yeah, Canberra. Really short odds, and around big odds last start, but I don't know, 10s could be good value there. It's drawn really wide with Regan aboard. But uh, Rush Hour, Sideshow, Disney, Diebelly, uh, a bunch there. A couple have been inspected odds. I mean, make a calls in, probably hard that's quote. Uh, other than that, I'm not sure. Tommy, what do you think? Yeah, look, Shinzo does look like the um, the likely winner here. It's, um, I think it's the only slipper horse under 50 to 1. So, look, I think, yeah, McDon- and I think um, Coolmore said it's one of their they're better runners too, uh, better two-year-olds as well. So, look, I, I can see the favourite being easy. There's just two I want to make a mention of is Rush Hour. Um, Nathan Doyle is very keen on it, um, winning on debut in that in the debut race uh, at the Gold Coast, saying that he thought it was a good race for it to target first up um, uh, as soon as he bought the horse and he's got a bit, a bit of an opinion, I think 11 Dollars might be um, if it can improve from that. It um, I don't I haven't done too much of the form out of the other runners coming out of it, but it, it won it pretty impressively I thought. Um, and Kobe went up there for the win as well. So um, interesting to see it. And the other one's Disney. Uh, first up last uh, in its um, first prep was a bit disappointing, but it it copped a bit of um, a bit of a bump in the straight. And then, and then one second up, and then um, just looked like it had enough on its last run. So, I just think from that barrier as well, Rachel King for Bjorn, and I've heard Bjorn talk about this horse since it's spelled as well, and he he is um, he has talked it up a little bit as well. So, I don't mind his neck um, and Rush Hour, but yeah, the favourite's going to be hard to beat. Coey, you find any at odds? Um. I'll start with Shinzo. I think it does definitely come out of the strongest form race. Uh, Red resistance and the like coming out of that race. And I think coming third, I know it was a small field. There was only five of them running against each other. And Kim's King's gambit for mine has slid away a little bit. But I think red resistance could be a definite slipper type that could be thereabouts at the finish. So I think that is hands down the strongest form race out of any of the runners in this year's skyline. Um... So he will be hard to beat. Uh, I guess the if I were to challenge it, I, I did like Corner Shea, just the fitness edge. Brendan Avdal is actually riding really well at the moment. Um, he's chalking up Ws, and that it comes out of that Barber Breeders play, uh, Breeders uh, sorry Blue Diamond Prelude race down at Sandown. It was it was third, only a length behind. He's drawn Barrier Seven. 
there should be a little bit of speed that comes across from out wide and bases loaded, being a Gadrian horse, will probably shoot forward. So I think it could sit midfield with a little bit of cover. Um, saying that, I, yeah, I, th- I think the ha- the favourite's going to be really hard to beat here. All right, Fave in Shinzo. Uh, I'm still going to have a little look at Gumbare. I don't know. I didn't just remember it going around really, really short once time. But uh, race four, 2,000 metres. We got Glory Days going around as Fave. J Mac for Kieran Meyer and Dave. It's five into 270. Almania is there at sixes. It's coming from nines. It has Huey. So keep an eye on it. Claim the Crown is there. Chad's riding for Annabelle. It's at 750. Secret Glamour's on the drift. Zach Lloyd for Kieran Ma. That's Secret Glamour. Uh, barrier 14. It's gone wide. It's out to nine bucks. Double figures for Mon Felicity, Bold Mac, Super Strike, etc. Anything that has been backed, not really. Probably the top two, Glory Days and Almania, Tommy. Yeah, I'm sure this runner is going to be backed. One of those uh, My Horse runners. So plenty of owners. Uh, launching in, and after last start, you can see why as well. It was it was pretty impressive. You get McDonald as well as um, a big tick too. So uh, for the Bruce fans out there, Glory Days definitely um, hard to hard to look past. Look, there's a couple there. Almania claimed the crown. That um, definitely a big chance. There's one I want to mention actually is Bold Mac. I like the booking of Timmy Clark, especially this race. Um, Can we probably touch on the speed in a sec? But I think there's Absolutely zero. And the booking at TC on Bold Mac, we might even see it go a bit a bit forward. And if you can control the race, maybe that's exactly what Bold Mac needs is just change of tactics a little bit. See if you can control a race with um, the uh, king of it in TC. So interesting to see what um, what they do with Bold Mac and what they do with the speed here. The only, the only other horse that I think that... Um, has a bit of speed, and that could lead is Tazarel uh, uh, with Kieran on. But, yeah, I, apart from that, I, I can't see much speed at all. What do you reckon, King? I'm in the same camp, Tommy. I think the speed has got to be crucial, and that's why I've kind of gone Tazarel, uh, just with the lighter weight and the – I think that just the, the market dictating that it's – this. I think the split was quite significant last time I checked. Let me have a look. So Tazarel's 13 bucks and Gold, Bold Max 18, which is actually quite surprising because, you know, Bold Max, he, he had a win two starts back, this and the other. But going back at the replay of that last start, which both of them come out of, I thought my the intent from the camp was that Tazarel just leads. But I don't know why, but it got trapped wide, settled back. Uh, nothing went right for it is kind of how I see it. Now it gets a bit of weight relief again and... It's down in class. Barrier 13, I have to assume, especially like you mentioned, there's no speed, not that much speed outside of Bold Mac. I'd say Bold Mac will definitely play a bit more prominent role in the speed. I think Tazarel shoot across from Barrier 13, set the tempo, lightweight Karen, uh 2000, I think is a great little... I, I think the ideal distance for this horse is probably 18 to 2000. I think the mile is a little bit on the sharper side. It was definitely too too sharp first up on the 1400, and I think we definitely saw improvements over the mile, and I think now stepping up to 2000 looks to be ideal. Fitness edge, lightweight, no speed in the race, and you're still getting 13 bucks. I think it's worth a roll of the dice. So Tazarel for mine, but I wouldn't be disparaged by backing Bold Mac as well. I think they are two great little uh, value plays with – 
the the favourites just too short for mine. So two seventy, I can't take. So yeah, I'll be looking for a little bit of value here. Cowie's going old Karen. He's not one of yours normally, mate, is he, Karen McAvoy? Not really, but I mean, he can carry carry lightweight, and you know, he's still a senior jock, so have to respect it. All right, the guy Walter is next, and I know Coey likes one in this, but hoping your heart going around his favourite, Timmy Clark's aboard for Parker, 390 to 320. Mirror Vision is there at 380, pretty much bang on what it opened, four bucks. Norwegian Bliss, don't know why, but $12 into 650. Um, more profits is there, might run on, Dynasties, Yearning, they're all there as well. Uh, Tommy, you can kick it off, but I know Coey wants to talk about one in particular as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's pretty keen on one. I think I'm going around that, though. I'm a big Hope in Your Heart fan. Look, two pretty ordinary trials. But, again, booking a Timmy Clark in a no-speed race is another intriguing one from Barry, too. So I'm um, I'm just counting on that being a bit closer and really can shine through. It should have won the gong in its last start, last prep, if it wasn't for um, a couple of horses getting in the way. Um yeah, I'm with hope in your heart. If if we do get a bit more speed as well, very keen to see yearning, what he can mm, do. Okay. It might not be this run, but maybe another run coming up where we'll see the best of yearning. And if um get away with a bit uh, a bit less speed as well, is Norwegian Bliss from that wide barrier, Andy Atkins on, uh, might be able to dictate as well. But no, I'm going hope in your heart. Talk to me, Guy. Well, the horse I want to talk about is Mirror Vision. Uh, good track to soft track seems to be the ideal. First up, you know, three wins uh, out of its six preparations. I just, I just like it. It's such a smaller field, and there is, like, there is Buckley's speed. I think Norwegian Bliss accepted purely because there is no speed in this race, and he could definitely pinch it. But I think that Mirror Vision should kick up from thereabouts anyway, that little middle draw, and then just get a good, nice card across. I, th- I think he could potentially just sit box seat is kind of how I see it. And if that were to be the case, like, I know the price seems a little bit on the sharper side, but uh, just the, looking at every everything else in the race, Norwegian Bliss is a bit of a boom horse. Yearning, I like to see how it's returned, but I don't think there's enough speed in this race. Um and hope in your heart, its first up record isn't that flash. I think you'll see a pretty big improvement in its second up run. Uh, you have to remember, like, hope in your heart came from a benchmark grade, so 78 grade, all the way through to the gong and golden eagle, which is, you know, fantastic. That's essentially group one material, but um, that was later in the preparation. So first up, I think it might, it might like a little bit of fitness. And like Tommy said, I mean, they were just tick over trials from what I can tell. Kerry Parker's no slouch and he wouldn't send a runner around for no reason. But I just think just the lack of speed brings mirror vision right into play, follow Norwegian, Belisa's backside, and then just shoot for home. So I'm all over mirror vision here. All right, top two in the market there. Sweet Embrace is next, 1,200 metres uh, for youngins. So skirt the law. Uh, I don't mind this. I like it. $2.60. Ryan Maloney is down riding for Golan. Open three bucks, now two sixty. Drawn a bit wide. But Blanc de Blanc is there as well. J-Mac riding for the Freedmans at 3.30. Facile, Timmy Clark. He's riding for Gerald and Sterling. That's at $8. Lazago, Huey is named for Waller at eight fifty. Summer Loving, something that Coey has talked about in the past as well. That's going around at 11s. Then we've got 17s and more the rest. Uh, Tommy, are you with me on the Queenslander? Yeah, that trial was pretty 
pretty good um, since that Magic Millions win. And Tony Gon says he's doing everything all right. I think not a lot of speed drawn inside him either, so gets a little cut across. And uh, I think we might even have a new slipper favourite after this. Um, definitely, definitely looks a great race. We've got the law, Pug Maloney coming down as well. Um, quality jockey. And look, there's there's some good horses around it, but I, I yeah, I can't go past it. Um, if the pressure is put on, they overdo it a bit. I, I'm a big fan of Summer Loving, especially in a bit of a smaller field than we got uh, in that Magic Millions race. Uh, and I know Gay's got a bit of an opinion of it as well. So uh, look out for Summer Loving. But yeah, I think it's got the Lord's race. Kelly? Yeah, I like Skirt the Law as well. I think um, it's, well, it's unblemished record, I think, could remain exactly that. I think it's it's going to be one of the front runners going into this. Last start, it actually settled in that Magic Millions race a little bit back midfield, wide, all the above. And I mean, when you get a capacity field of 16, it, it is difficult to settle in your ideal position. So, um, but it got cover all the way through, which ipso facto led him to be oh her to be just finding the right splits and pug just lifting it out of the ground and just finding the line really well i think that trial was really impressive um in preparation for this start uh, i think it just needs to win or place second and it's pretty much in the slipper which is excellent uh outside of that i think 260 is great price as well ps but outside of that i don't mind a little bit of salt air at the um the the odds i think that if there were to be someone to disrupt the apple cart with the speed battle, I think it could utilise that two draw and then sit behind leaders back. And depending on how fast Skirt the Law and um, Basile go toe-to-toe up front, it could posse up really nice. And I can see it figuring out a decent place price. So I, those two that I like at the moment, but they are, I'm all over the paper as well. All right, uh, first leg of the quaddy is the surround, and the favourite is going to be in the stack of multi is this and the next favourite, I believe. So in secret is going around $2.15. It did get two forty when it opened. Uh, it's looking for, to make it 6 from 8 Huey is booked. Zugotcha, drawn really wide. J. Michael Board, $5. We've got Sunshine in Paris. Ryan Maloney, riding for Annabelle. A little bit of a drift, but uh, I thought it was actually quite good. Ruthless Dame is there at 15 You've got North Star Lass. It opened 34 It's now 18 uh, You've even got the likes of Fireburn and Madame Pomery. Madame Pomery something I had a little bit in the binary actually so like to see that do well uh, but in secret Tommy uh, can we find anything around it or are we looking at like a bit of an M word here no no definitely not an M word look I think um, we've seen it one other time at 1400 and it it looked the winner until the last second when Jack and O beat it and Jack and O now a group one winner mm-hmm. um, so that form definitely Frank so like it's, it's going to be hard. Huey has ridden in secret before and won. Um, and we're, we're going up to the 1,400. I, I definitely think in secret's better at 12, but in saying that, it yeah, definitely can 1,400, no dramas. But now we see Zugotcha, who is the only horse to have beaten, um, beaten in secret at 12 and much more suited to 1,400. Coming off an injury, we're just not sure how bad it is, but all all talk is that Waller's re- really happy with it, said straight away after a little hiccup that it was going to run first up here. Ro- worked, I think, between races last week and looked all right. 
Look, I, 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 I'd rather take the five dollars to be honest, because um, yeah, you're just worried about that injury. But definitely, um, if if all things are equal, then Zugotcha's got to be in it. The undefeated Zugotcha. Um, there's a couple other horses who, um, in secret, put to the sword last start in Fireburn, Madden Pomery, she's a belter, but uh, it was just a funny run race and in secret did miss it a bit, uh, which probably credits her to this 1400 a bit better, but um, yeah, that, uh, that's all i got to say. It's just that form is just a bit weird to me, so maybe maybe the upside is Zugotcha. I sort of talked myself in there, but yeah, definitely not a moral. I Just on the price, I think Zugotchi is very intriguing. Okay, Coey, agree? I think Zugotcha is definitely kind of a little bit of the X factor. Uh, I don't think it was an injury, Toby, but I think it was an elevated temperature. But nonetheless, it, it was definitely... No, no, I think uh, no, not not that, Coey. I think last prep it came off an injury. There was a significant oh, right, right, injury right, right. originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm um, saying that it did have a minor hiccup this preparation. And, you know, it's yep. going to be a run short going into the championships and thereabouts. But, oh, I mean, Waller's Waller. And I think it, five bucks is a great price. I think it, to find out, uh, it'd be definitely a market watch. It wouldn't surprise me if in secret drifted. Um, I think. She is definitely a lot more vulnerable this start, um, stepping up the 1,400 and so forth. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how she comes back and how the market reacts. And another one for the yard. I mean, we've been burned by a couple of good dolphins, but we've been cheering for a lot of good dolphins. So, you know, like, we'll wait and see. And, I mean, this could be the race that Huey raises the bat. So, I mean, a lot of buys will be on this race. As for that... Um, I want to spec a couple. I think there is a little bit of value. I think Sunshine and Paris is a bit on the underside, uh, albeit came second in that race. I think it's just going to be up for too long, this preparation. I know I had that little three weeks, you know, freshen up in between, but it's been running all summer. So I'm I'm just treading carefully with that horse. Uh, a couple of the backmarkers I want to just plug again. I think Madame Pomery and Shiza Belter is two horses I definitely could have a little bit on. Currently 19 bucks or 440 to play. So I think Madden Pomery closed off last start in the same race as in secret and the, like literally the whole field here really, really well. I think the sectionals were really strong, found the line really well. And I think the 1400 is definitely going to suit. It's only run on the top of the ground once for a duck egg next to it, but I'm willing to forgive that occasion. I think it's just a better horse. In this, you know, three-year-old campaign, back end of the three-year-old campaign in this autumn, so I'm kind of leaning towards the value of Madame Pomery and Belter, just for the forgive, second up, bitter, so forth. Uh, but yeah, I think the two top of the market, you know, in secret and Zugotcha, would not surprise them, would surprise me if they absolutely belted the field. So Tommy, I trust you'd be rather take Zugotcha place over in secret win. Yeah, yeah. 15, 20 cents difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. We go to the Chipping Norton. Animo is going around uh, $1.70 this time. I think it opened a touch shorter, $1.60 or something, but uh, it's going around $1.70. We all know how much a champ it is looking to go head overseas as well with probably one more in the Queen Elizabeth. Fangirl is the second favourite. Fangirl absolutely flew home last start. Um, Same race, Animo. Moanga is there. It's coming a bit. 13s into $8. Hinged is going around. El Bodigon. 
it's drawn wide. I think I still think this horse has probably got something in it. Uh, Montefilia, Knight's Orders there. The rest are at really big odds. But, Tommy, Animo, if you do love it, what can possibly disrupt it or get close to it? Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's the thing, Zach. Like, I think Animo is a champion. We all know that. A little bit of chat that it could – this might be its last race before heading overseas. I still think we've seen it in Queen Elizabeth before that, um, before he goes. But um, he beat a lot of these horses pretty easily last start, and you could see him doing it again easy. The one thing I will say is the addition of Knight's order could just change um, this race a bit with a bit more speed. It was a bit of a slowly run race last time. Um, last start where sort of hinge ran on and and they just sort of left it to Animo to do what he wants. I, I do think if that last run had a bit more speed, we would have seen things like Mawanga and even Fangirl hitting the line a bit a bit close to Animo. I don't think they would have got there, but it would have just made it a bit more of an even race. And I even think Knight's order with a bit of um, if if he can get the front of hinge and take off, he. He could be a bit closer as well, but he is first up after a Melbourne Cup campaign. So he's he's probably going to get a stitch late, and it, it's just the run we see. But I definitely see Mawanga being a bit closer. I think El, Bog- El Bogadon is going to be a horse again for the future. He'll be running on. It's got a bad gait, but again, once he gets to 2000 and more, I definitely think El Bogadon is a better horse. But watch it to be a bit closer as well, but... In saying all of that, it's it's going to be hard to beat Animo, but there's just a couple that that might be okay, and then Montefilia as well at Rose Hill is is um is another great uh, chance, but I think they all struggle to beat Animo. Kelly, Animo wins. Wins. Yep. Um, I just second, yeah, third, four to four eight hundred. Last start in the Apollo. You asked me if it was. Close to an M word, and I said, you know what, it probably Dan is. So I, I think everything maps the same, bar as Tommy mentioned, with Knight's Order being the in- injection into this race. 1400 has got to be far too sharp for it, um, but it is likely to lead alongside probably the same trio. So Laws of Indices will probably shoot forward, Hinge will probably shoot forward, and Animo draws three with J Mac Cummings. You know, everything maps to be that he, he will sit leaders back or two pairs back with cover and I just think that you know he's got such an explosive turn of foot he does things with ease it, it kind of reminds you a little bit of how Winks used to just sit in sit in the pack and just be like yeah should we go I guess yeah. we better we better get going should we go now um, yeah and uh, I, I she oh, Animo's definitely not Winks but at the same time you know it's a eight time group group one winner now so you can't take anything away from him uh, he's a four year old cult you know Stallion, should I say? And like, I think he is. A lot of people are questioning if he is a champion horse yet, but I am pretty done certain that he is a champion. Um, he's going to serve as a stallion, as a sire for many, many, many years after this season. So keep an eye on his uh, breeding record. But regards to that, outside of that, I would say it'll be very similar to the last start. I think. I think Mwanga will f- figure a little bit closer over the mile. Um, fangirl dry track as long as it's a dry track. I figuring 
I, I see it figuring probably second, further up than Hinge last start. Uh, outside of that, it's pretty hard. I think you could pretty much roll the dice on any, any, any of them to just run on. Um, quite a few of them, like you said, uh, Melbourne Cup preparations and further, like 2,000 and further. So it's going to be very sharp for them over the mile still. So keep an eye on it. But, yeah, Animo to win and maybe Fangirl to come second. Quinella it. Okay, Animo to win, seventy. I am going to take a little piece of El Bodegon in the futures too. Tancred, $26, 2400 uh, Group 3 Liverpool City Cup. Uh, not many runners in this. I think you've only got about eight or nine. But uh, think about it for Joey Pryor. He's going around at $3.40 favourite in from fives. Gravina is there. It's pretty much bang on what it opened at four sixty. Uh, we got Quantico. Um, the one that's been back though is Profondo, nine dollars into six fifty. Uh, look, it had it ran some it ran some okay ones, but look, it's been smacked. Nine dollars into six dollars is pretty much the only one that's had support. A couple of dollars Bandersnatch, but uh, Tommy, giving any love Profondo? Yeah, big time. Um, I wish I saw some of that nine dollars, but I was a bit late to the party because. Uh, apart from one group two, this horse has just been in group one for the last two years. Um, and before that, I think he was in a maiden. So uh, back to a group three, uh, this will be the easiest field he's been in for a long time. So I think, um, and looking at his trial, he, he looks good. He looks back to his best as well. And a couple of gear changes. I think I think they've thrown everything off, which suggests that he might, he might be uh, back to his best here, Profondo. So I like it. Booking as well, riding really well, confident rider, Chad. Um, give me Profondo. Coey? I'm cool with that as well. I think Profondo, weakest, hands down the weakest race uh, that it's contested in a long, long time, like Tommy said. 58 kilos shouldn't be an issue. You look at some of the horses that it's coming up against, Rocketing by Bandersnatch, Riadini, Quantico, the likes. Think, it, think about it, it's probably a little bit of the X factor. It'll be fourth up. Five kilos lower in weights. Uh, we'll wait and see. And Joe Pride's obviously flying. And big weight start... for it though, Cully. Big weight. Oh, like huge, I know he's got huge. talent, but that's what I mean. Like it's it's raw ability is has been good, but it's it's jumping into stakes grade now. And now this is where the the game changes. I can see it being an X factor, but I just don't see it beating something that's coming out of uh, stakes grade company like Profondo. Even, I guess, like, your, your Gravina is probably a stronger type than uh, think about it. Just just that runs on the board. I think it speaks volumes, and, yeah, I think it's going to be really tough. And I think, you know what, six bucks right now or thereabouts, take that. Take that immediately. I think that is where you want to be. But if if there was anything that else that could kind of catch my eye, it might be Riodini. Huh. Um, wow, mate. Not a not a whole lot of speed in this, and it could definitely pinch a few cheap sectionals with TC on board, barrier one. Ticks a lot of boxes. Um, I definitely treat tread carefully. Um, comes out of that, you know, the stakes grade level. Uh, of even like he comes out of the winners and then wins the gong. Like, I think that's strong enough form to be in something like this 56 and a half kilos. There, there is a lot to like about it. So I think Rio Dini is the knockout for me, but I, I think Profondo is the bet. All right, Profondo, you agree? At $6, would love to get nine. Sonora is the fave in the last. Uh, 
Benchmark 88, 1,200 metres. Zach Lloyd claiming two for Myron Eustace at 460. Pretty much equal favourite with Kalino. J-Mac at 480. Cavalier Charles is there. Clippo aboard. Uh, we go out to double figures for more secrets. Uh, Ryan Maloney on for the Hawks. You've got the likes of Never Talk, St. Bathurn. Munitions, not sure who the jockey is. No notified, but really good run last start. Much, much better, I think, as overs. 23 and 23 bucks, $6 a place. Uh, what do you reckon, Tommy? Um, yeah, it's another interesting one. It's um, the favourite in the dynamic colours in a dynamic race is very intriguing. So you, you definitely think the owners want to give them tro- the trophy to themselves. So And Zach Lloyd on in a low weight and a um, couple of good starts, uh, good wins last couple. I've got to say it's it's well um, well-deserved favourite, but it's just a tough race. It's almost a field uh, job for the quaddy. I mean, your horses like Never Talk returning always runs really well first up. Dylan Gibbons for um, his trainer Chris Lees as well. Like um, it, it never. I, I can't say it ever run a bad race. He's always so consistent, especially first up. Um, you got Dynamic Impact, who's been really good lately, and um, the Kiwi as well. Saint uh, um good first up form. Huey on uh, for Andrew Forsman. Yeah, I, I'm. I think it's in, over the odds at $13 as well. I think I might have something on it and the favourite, but, yeah, maybe the field in the quaddie. St. Bavin's good first-up record too. It's one, three, two or three. Um, Coey, who are you with? Oh, it's tricky. Tricky, tricky. This one's the biggest head-scratcher. And, of course, it's the last leg of the quaddie, the last race of the card and everything else. Like, Tommy's spot on. You could literally put the whole field in. It, nothing would shock me. Like, genuinely nothing would shock me. Um like, so many of them are resuming or have had wins on the board this preparation, making it really tricky to map. Uh, before Cavalier Charles drew two, I would have been happy to back the nine bucks. But I think later in the day, there might be lanes where you might need to be coming off the fence a little bit. So I I would tread carefully. I think nine bucks is good. but the first, And it's got a great first-up record. I think it's five starts three wins in a place or something like that. And 1,200 metres, it loves that. And everything else kind of maps well. Tommy's touched on the Kiwi horse. I think Forsman doesn't bring horses for fun. It's obviously going to be a talented type. Um, definitely a market watch. Definitely a yard watch for mine. That's hands down. Uh, there's so many things you can look at here. Like this, I just don't know how the speed's going to work either because there's going to be – they're kind of drawn across. Sonora could – pinch a few light sectionals with barrier one whilst munitions much much better even Kerr royale like i like Kerr royale here like i i don't know it's one of those omen horses that i just keep fucking backing i don't know why i do it to myself but i'm happy to back him again because i just can't jump off now uh yeah i'm just going Kerr royale because i just keep backing the horse and i i just need to win sometime sooner or later um but, yeah, wide open. I, I need to really, really look into this one. There's plenty of value to be found, though, so I wouldn't be looking too much at the favourites. Corroyal owes you money, so we're going to go with that. Uh, we are going to Melbourne. So, like we know, we're a bit of a Sydney podcast, but there is some crack and rides races there. We're going to have just have a look at the quaddy legs because they're actually pretty good. So we kick off with the Peter Young Stakes, which is race six. And Gold Trip, the old Melbourne Cup winner, is going around as favourite, a $3 favourite. Emissary, which is uh, 
ran pretty well in the Cup. Also won the Geelong Cup as well. Uh, Blake Shin aboard, five bucks in a 460. Shawfire's had some good coin for it, which is Jamie Carr. It's into 750. Likewise with Steinem. It's come in a couple of points into 850. I know I've had a couple of bucks on Keats. Uh, I know it's a bit of a walker, but um, I still think $10 is pretty good. I think I'm at 11 so... Um, and a couple of bucks for deny knowledge. But, Tommy, how's your Melbourne form? Are you sticking with the cup winner? No, no probably not first up. No, um, it was very, very uh, good win in that Melbourne Cup, uh, very dominant. But um, first up here for a lot of the stayers is is a bit of a tricky one to line up. New Marion, I don't mind um, early on in its prep. I, th- I think um, it's, it's definitely got an upside coming to it. I, I, I'm a big fan of the horse. Um but probably in this race, I think Surefire, it's been well back, second up. Um, we've seen with Waller with it a couple of times as well, winning winning really well in its first couple of runs. I remember its first run in Sydney, just um, it brained a pretty weak field. But I think it might, just having its second run might be a bit fitter than a couple of these. Jamie Carr booked very nice and some powerful owners there as well. So I, I like Surefire um, early on in the prep for some of these stayers here but yeah look out for a couple of them to run on and have big um maybe big campaigns Coey who are you with anything I'm ditto with Tommy I know Sydney form and Jawfire and New Mary and bring that in we've seen him a couple of times going around up here so I do like them I think yeah Tom makes a great case with uh Shawfire having second up run second up record's really strong Step up and trip looks good. Jamie Carr, positive booking. So a couple of ticks there. And Numerian, just trying to dissect the speed map for this one. Uh, but it looks likely that Numerian will probably step forward, uh, taking luck out of the equation when a lot of these horses travel further, like 2,000, 2,400 and beyond. So I could definitely see it figuring and getting a couple of cheap runs up front and then just shooting for home. So I'm going with Sydney for me. I'd like New Mary and Shawfire. You could probably back them both, to be honest. All right, Blue Diamond time. And Steel City going around in front of the show. Alex swears by it because he's a Newcastle man. He nearly called it a moral. But uh, that's going around with Blake Shin aboard. Five bucks into 4.20. Barber, a lot of chat about Barber. Um, Jamie Carr is riding. It was a really good win at Sandown last start, plus the wins in Sydney. $5.50. Brave Halo is there. Seven fifty. The Instructor at 10s. Don Corleone uh, did open seven fifty. It's out to 10s. I do think it well went around a dollar sixty last start in Sydney. I do think it was maybe a bit of an overreaction. I still reckon it's a pretty good bet if it runs to anything to its um to its promise. Little Bros is there at elevens exploring VC party for two. There's a bunch of others there at odds. Nothing overly being backed. But uh, Tommy, you're a Barber fan. Yeah, mate. I'm um I'm with Team Blue. I think this is their best horse, and they've known it for a while. Um, been targeting this race. Spoke to someone like a dolphin. Uh, the races a couple of weeks ago, and they were they were keen after a one to push onto the blue diamond, and um, yeah, been the goal along for this horse. So uh, keen to go with Tony Barber there. Um, talking about some of the other ones, Still City's been good without winning. Um, first two runs, Shinner Boards, I think, is a great booking. Brave Halo, tough gate, but definitely improved from the run after coming from Perth. Um, I think I think you might look the winner with about 100 to go. Uh, Don, you said it about Don, Zach. It was a bit disappointing last start, but don't give up on Don yet because I, I do think um, 
we've seen what Don can do, and it's pretty impressive here and just a bad run. No need to throw the baby out with the bathwater there. Uh, exploring was good last start, and I, I actually thought party for two running behind it as well. Nikita Berryman looking to be the first mum to win a group one on party for two, and I think in its um, few starts we've seen it, uh, it's drawn a good gate. It's um, it's a bit of a knockout for me, party for two. Um, yeah, but I'm with Barber. Coey? I like the overs on Don Corleone, to be absolutely honest. I think it is a bit of an overreaction. Um, don't get me wrong, nothing to take away from Barbara and James Cummings. Like, I think James has got five horses in the top ten of the ballot at the moment or something like that. Something ridiculous. Um, and Barbara's right at the top because it's got an exemption. So Barbara is the warranted favourite. I think Steel City is uh, still an unknown for me. I think the low draw definitely helps, but I'm not sure how it's going to figure. But, yeah, I just think the value in Don Corley after that disappointing run, I, I'm hoping it bounces back. And, uh, you know what, 10 bucks, I could definitely entertain. So I'm kind of going to each way play on Don. Okay, Don. Futurity. Um, look, a small field, but there's some stars in it. I'm Thunderstruck is going around as a $3.10 favourite in a couple of points. Uh, Alligator Blood is going around Blake Shin aboard this time. Um, I think we've always sort of thought when Alligator Blood runs, uh, Timmy Clark is going to be aboard, but he's staying in Sydney. Mr. Brightside is there. Craig Williams sets at $5. Nugget, five fifty, And then you got some at double figures with my Oberon, Mr. Mozart, and Aegon. But the first four, or the top four in the market, they're all relatively close. Um, not sure who you like, Tommy. I think I'm leaning a bit of a Mr. Brightside uh, sort of way. I think it was pretty good that, I think, I don't know. I, just $5 looks appealing to me. I'm Thunderstruck has sucked me in about five times lately. And look, Alligator Bloods is a champion. So who are you with? Uh, I've talked and changed so many times with this race. I think it's another cracker. Um, we see, we saw these uh, this same group fight it out at Sandown six months ago as well. Um, and Alligator Blood was the one to come out on top at 1400 and I can see no reason why it can't again. Maybe it might be a bit fresh, but it looked to work pretty well. But the one I've actually sort of swapped to is Aegon. I think... Um, Ruffy at the field. I think, Yeah, I think his first up run was a lot better than a lot of people thought. Um, we saw it get best, uh, back to its best work last prep as well. And I think second up as well, he's a lot fitter. And I think um, there's been a bit of talk Mr. Brightside might try and take it up to Alligator Blood a bit on Thunderstruck, try not to be as far back for Jamie Carr. Nugget's a bit of a question mark as well where he'll end up. And I think um, I, I think Aegon might just sit on the back and um, with that finishing post at Sandown, it, it might just get that little bit extra and just to ride the hills or something. And um, we, might, we might see the um, best of Aegon winning a group one here, but, in saying that, anyone could win it. It's such a tight race, and these um, the top three in the market. I think they had three different races and three different winners in all um, in Group One's last prep. So very open. I think Nuggets another one on the upside. Mister Mozart, um, Damien Oliver aboard as well. Wouldn't shock a winning, and, and neither my Oberon. So very tough, very tough. But just Aegon at the price. I think I like. Love that. $18, Coey. I'm with the blood. I think the 1400 is just ideal. I think, I mean, I I still think that he will lead. Uh, even if, you know, like Tommy said, um, Mr. Brightside decides to shoot forward. I think if you were to go toe-to-toe up front with any horse, I think alligator blood is always the 
the superior one, so to speak. Uh, I don't think I don't think it'll worry uh, too much competition up front. Will worry that horse to be absolutely honest, especially over the fourteen hundred. So I'm with it. Um, you can make a case for so many horses, um, but I just think the fourteen hundred, uh, the booking of Blake Sheen. Well, it's a small field, so Barry's not going to be an issue. Uh, three sixty second elect, I think, is a great price. I think three ten for Thund- um, Thunderstruck's a little bit on the sharper side. That's kind of how I see it. Um, laws of Sin- laws of indices would have actually made this race really interesting with the speed up front, but it's scratched. My uh, Aegon's actually like Tommy said, it's interesting because it actually enjoys the fourteen hundred. My over on on the other hand is. I think it'll find it too sharp. Mr. Mozart, never really been strong in Group 1 company. This is proper Group 1 company. And kind of surprised that Nugget's going around again on a 1,400. I thought it might have had a step to 1,600 by now, but Camp selected to go back-to-back 1,400s. And, I mean, I respect that, but I think 550 is a little bit on the underside. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with the... One of the better weight for age uh, 1,400 specialists going around in Australia in Alligator Blood. All right, and we finish with the Oakley Plate, the other group one. Uh, this is a cracking a crackin addition. Asfura has always been one of mine. I love this horse. It's a favourite, but only just at 550. John McNeil gets the ride. Uh, coming for a little bit of a spell, but it won its last couple. We've got I Am Me, Jamie Carr aboard, $6. Uh Looking for bloody hell, that's a few in a row. I can't remember how many. It's got to be at least four or five. Six dollars, um, good money for King of Sparta. Jenny Allen, 15 into eight. We've got Chain of Lightning going around. Star Patrol, Uncommon James, which has uh, had a run at Sandown, and obviously its past was in Queensland. Lofty Strike, Zapateo, Mask Crusader. Rock and Horse was scratched and running this, running in this. Zoo Style is there. Um, Tommy, crack and race. I don't know who you're with. What do you reckon? Yeah, again, I think I just keep changing. Um, uh, look, King of Sparta, I think Johnny Allen, I think uh, gets it's been well backed and and rightly so. A couple of great wins um, for this horse lately. It looked like they finally got the bottom of it. I am me draw the draws so well. Low weight, James Carr, um, and you've mentioned a Sufra as well. So, look, they're, they're the top three, rightly so. I mean, big case for Chain of Lightning second up as well. I'm going to have something on. Um, I know I jokingly said it to you uh, in our group chat, but shooting shooting for gold as well at a low weight. Jaden Lloyd coming $41. down right in a group one, $41. Um, I don't think he'll know itself at that weight. Uh, um, and Matty Hoisted, uh, his other one as well, Uncommon James, was... Um, just missed um, uh, first up, but uh, the, I think the, if it drew a better gate, I'd be I'd be really keen on Uncommon James as well. But it's such a good race. Look, I could keep talking about a few of them. I keep changing my mind, but I, I think Iron Me is the bet at the moment. It's um, it's just uh, it's done a lot. Maybe not against the best fields, but we'll really see, really get a guide on where Iron Me is um, after this race. It's done really well, uh, Coey. I want to take a chance on IME. Six bucks is as low as I would want to take it, but uh, it is a little bit of a boom horse, isn't it? Like, I mean, and the intent is clear. Let's get Jamie Carr on board. Let's try and get a group one. Like, that's the intent. Like, I can definitely see it happening. Tommy's made a cash for Uncommon James. I think if it didn't draw 14, I would have been all over it. I think, and the price is justified purely because of the draw, I think. I think it would have been easily 
seven bucks, six fifty thereabouts. If it drew under eight, um, but yeah, unfortunately it's drawn fourteen. Uh, shooting the shooting for gold, I think he is probably overs. Um, Chain of Lightning is a strong horse. You can make a case for over half the field. Like I, I can make a case for fucking Mask Crusader at this stage because there is an absolute stack of speed in this. A ridiculous amount, if you ask me. So, Rock and Horse will go forward. Astrologist will uh, probably shoot forward. Zoo Style definitely forward. Uncommon James forward. Uh, yeah, there is an absolute stack of speed in this. And there's a long straight at Sandown with that extra 150 metre uh, move of that winning post. So, like, even Mask Crusader at 23s, I mean, you have to remember it's been in what, two Everests, well, thereabouts anyway, and a bunch of TJs. And the fact that it is resuming a campaign, $23, and, you know, it's, yeah, it is probably a little bit sharp on the 1100, but there, yeah, there will be a few paddling that last 100 metres. So I can see it swooping late. Um, the fact that Melbourne's got a similar last leg of the quaddy like Sydney definitely worries me. Um, I, I am relying once again on Sydney form. I think IME is actually quite a special type. Low draw, Jamie Carr, 52 kilos. Like I mean, that's as good as it gets. I think it will get the run of the race. We will definitely find out on the day if it is a stakes great horse or not. It comes out of that Canterbury sprint, albeit not very strong. But yeah, I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice to six bucks, to be honest. So let, let's go IME. $6, cracking addition in the last at Sandown. All right, we should try and work out a bit of a multi. Haven't done one for a while. Um, I know we all kind of like something, so I'll kick things off. I'm going to chuck in Skirt the Law. I think it'll uh, win again. I know it's uh, you know, Queensland form, but I think I'm going to stick with. So 260 of the best. Uh, Coey, I assume you're probably going to go a bit of Mirror Vision action. Yeah, I'm happy to go Mirror Vision action. Mirror Vision. Tommy, what do you want to land on? I, don't uh, know. I was going to say Skirt the Law, but you've taken uh, taken that one, so I think I've got to go Animo. Okay, Animo. All right, Skirt the Law, Mirror Vision, Animo, you're getting $17. That's pretty good. Pretty good. 17 of the best. All right, boys, before we wrap up, are you liking anything around the country over the weekend that we need to touch on or give a push to? Yeah, I like... Um the Aubrey qualifier. You'll see all of Aubrey on STC on, on both over at Central on Saturday with the um, um, with the qualifier. RA country qualifier. And I think Rocket Tiger at $12. Kathy O'Hara on uh, going down there at $12. I think, uh, again, bit of a bad gate, but it's been running in town where a few others have been beating up country horses. I, I don't mind Rocket Tiger at $12. Lovely. That's a good little one. Coey, anything? No, not really, to be honest. I haven't really looked too far, but I mean, if, if we're really deep diving, Port Macquarie race one um, <laughs> Monday. Uh, the thing of, was it Chris Lees? I think it was Chris Lees. I had a look at it earlier today. Port Macquarie a race at Penny one. four. No, but yeah, Penny four. It's already been backed as well. I think it yeah. opened about three forty, three twenty um, into two seventy. So yeah, I, I'm definitely having a little investment in that. Well, the Ash Morgan aboard. All right, that's a good little random one for something for Monday. All right, boys, thank you very much, Coey. You working on Saturday? Uh, I've got today's tip ship, so it's a fantastic gig. If you've never watched that show on Sky Racing, it's probably on about 9.30, lasts about half an hour, and it equates to an entire shift. It's one of the great shifts at Sky Racing. Uh, Tommy, you're off. Are you going to the races or doing anything? 
No, I think I'll find a pub, mate, and just um, just enjoy. Newport Arms goes all right, mate, the Newport. Just FYI. <laughs> um, all right. Enjoy, boys. We'll cut this up. We'll get this out. And, uh, yeah, get enjoy. Sweet, boys. Onions.